This week's episode of Aussie Tech Ed is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco and keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by aghwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, aghwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 705 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 12th of December, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How goes it? What's going on? Don't you hate it when you go to click the button and your mouse button doesn't click? Time <laughs> <laughs> to get a new one, mm. or do you didn't give it enough cheese? This is a new one. I'll tell you what, my cats love cheese. Spent like... As soon as I get it out, meow, 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 give me cheese. I settle down. This is my bloody cheese. No, I, we want it too. Reminds me of one of Bub's book, something about a cat wants custard. He goes through <laughs> his routine and finally gets the fridge open and dolls into the fridge into the custard and realizes it's cold and slimy. It's not actually what he wanted. He goes, no, wait, I meant cream. I wanted cream. <laughs> <laughs> too late now. <laughs> yeah. uh, how's things? Bit warm up there again. Yeah, it's just, you know. It's um, it's just getting hot again, which is always fun. So it's that time of year. It does that, I suppose. We've been having fun with our new Minecraft server. Yep, we haven't broken it yet either, which is like some sort of record. It's been almost a week. Vintage Beast Zoo Pack plus our own extra fun bits. Yeah, it's a nice pack. It's a good balance between exploration and and building, um, with a little bit of tech, just to like backpacks and stuff and barrels, and that just to help you. With your storage solutions. Yep. So it's... Got uh, my house set up and uh, got an uh, area set aside for some animals. You catch animals in a net. And then uh, another area for the carnivorous animals that would eat the others if they were nearby. And I've just got to start on my aviary now. But I got a, I put a wooden fence right around my house and the areas that I've got so I can walk around without... The only thing that gets me now is the skellies because they stand on the other side and go, pichum, pichum, pichum. <laughs> like you little bus. I don't know what it was when I was when I was trying to build these areas for my pets. A uh, baby zombie comes running up to me, so I kill him. 
straight away another baby zombie comes running up to me kill him straight and i'm like where the hell are they all coming from <laughs> they seem to be prolific in this one for some reason i don't know every time i kill one another one pops up yeah well sometimes they're just because it's so quick they just get to you first so it just seems like that yeah <laughs> but yeah we're having a lot of fun with that one so i'm gonna keep doing that especially when i need some downtime and just not think and just relax and enjoy stuff it's a good pack for that it's a good pack where you don't have to think too much you just chill and take it easy it seems like the more laid back you are the easier the pack presents itself yeah, yeah. Just so. got to get some chickens now so I can get feathers for the um, tranquilizer darts to shoot into the big angry animals before I can catch them. Oh, you know how we travel all that way back to those sheep so I could get some wool? Yep. Yeah, where my lighthouse is, if I go about 100 blocks to the west, there's an there's a island all it has on it is sheep. <laughs> come on man you're killing me here uh, so anyway well, that was interesting. Uh, well have fun yeah <laughs> went down to sydney last weekend they was supposed to be uh, in melbourne they were having the syntax demo party so i emailed them and said is it only in melbourne and the guy who's running it is like no no we're gonna have a like half a dozen guys just gonna get together in sydney at some dude's place and bring their computers, talk about Commodore 64, now watch the stream from Melbourne, like, cool. So I'm going to drive down to Sydney, drive down to Sydney, okay, where do I go? No answer, go into the Discord, does anybody know? We don't know nothing about that. <laughs> well, it was a nice drive down to Sydney <laughs> to go to nothing. So I caught up with one of my friends from high school and we went to the movies and uh, they've got covid movie seating which is fantastic because no other buggers get allowed to st sit anywhere near <laughs> and because of the type of movie it was there was only maybe a dozen people maximum in there so it was only in one of the smaller cinemas at event but um yeah it was david byrne he's the lead dude from talking heads david byrne's american utopia and it is fantastic the only way it could have been better is if I was sitting in the audience when they filmed it, because it's like a Broadway thing and everything. Oh, okay. Does the whole show up on stage? All the instruments and everybody playing instrument have got mobile versions, so they've got drums that are strapped onto their body, and they play the drums like this. There's a guy who's got a little drum up here. There's got the guitars and the keyboards and stuff and everything is on them so that everybody is moving around constantly and dancing and jumping around. There's a guy and a girl who are doing their dance moves and stuff and David Byrne is singing throughout it. And he does um, his usual songs, Burning Down the House and Once in a Lifetime. And at the end of it, he does um, We're on the Road to Nowhere. Yep. But he does like a really extended reprise of it where they all get off the stage and then walk around through the crowd that's uh, at the show that they were filming and walk through the crowd and they just keep extending the song We're on the Road to Nowhere and walk all the way out and they hop on their push bikes, go for a ride around the block and they've got the camera, uh, David Byrne is holding, got a camera on his bike aimed at his face and they switch between the different um, actors and dancers and stuff and then they get back to the place and keep singing and dancing all the way back to the stage and then that's the end it was just really really fantastic show it's the best thing i've seen in probably 10 15 years maybe 20 nice 
really, really interesting. You can watch a lot of the um, stuff that happens in it on YouTube. They've got it on there. I think it's an HBO thing too, so you can catch it there. But yeah, well worth a couple of hours watching something, especially if you like Talking Heads, which is really good band. And mm. um, David Byrne's just a musical genius with all the stuff on there. But I've got, um, I looked up on Spotify and it's got David Byrne's American Utopia album on there from the show. So oh, I yeah. can basically listen to the whole show on Spotify while I'm working or driving the car or whatever. But yeah, if you like Talking Heads or you just like really good music, check it out. It's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, so cool. then, oh, I got to test out too. They got the new Norconnex tunnel at Sydney. So before you get anywhere near Sydney, while you're still on the M1, you go off into a tunnel that goes right underneath everything and comes straight up onto the M2. So you don't go through North Ride, you don't go through Pennant Hills and stop, start, stop, start, traffic lights and everyone's trying to swap lanes and push each other out of the road. Then you have to stop and people come wind up like six of them at the petrol station just goes through the tunnel at 80k an hour coming out onto the m2 and you haven't stopped moving about time i did that it is awesome it takes three hours for me to get there now it's like four and a half before yeah they've needed to do that for a while it's brilliant and you go in they got blue lights for like one or two hundred meters aimed at the roof and then these little white led lights that are sparkling like uh, christmas tree lights or something okay it looks really amazing i'm just driving through I'm like i should probably be watching the road <laughs> oh this, this is really nice and then um you come the last near the end when you're coming out there's another couple hundred meters with blue lights and then just rows of white leds taken from the ceiling but yeah oh man it's fantastic drive now what? so i hate going to sydney just because that last bit stops starting and then you have to come back up through the um onto the motorway again trying to get back onto the m1 and it's piled up and dodging cars and all that sort of truck probably don't like, do it anymore what like 45 dollars each way or something yeah <laughs> but so. yeah fantastic now I don't, I don't mind that drive anymore so i'll probably be popping down to sydney every now and then just to catch up with people yeah but yes doesn't mean it's been a relatively quiet week in general this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of news to talk about, but um, we should probably get into something. What do you reckon? Oh, we'll get into something. I don't know what, but definitely do something. <laughs> We're good at getting into something. Getting out of it's the getting problem. Getting into trouble. <laughs> getting into it's the easy bit. Getting out of it's Re the tricky part. <laughs> Researchers at the University of Toronto Citizen Lab have mapped the customers of Circles a surveillance company that exploits weaknesses in the global mobile phone interconnection systems to spy on people without hacking their devices. By network fingerprinting firewalls made by security vendor checkpoints and used by circles, Citizen Lab researchers were able to identify 252 internet protocol addresses in 50 autonomous systems around the world. A total of 25 governments were identified in the 50 ASNs, among these Australia, Citizen Lab said. Citizen Lab was not able to identify the operator of the single system it found in Australia, but note it is hosted on Optus and TPG networks and that the MaxMind geolocating service places in Canberra. Circles is affiliated with controversial spyware vendor NSO Group that develops Pegasus malware. Many of the governments identified by Citizen Lab as potential Circles customers have a long history of harsh suppression of dissidents and journalists, human rights abuses and covert surveillance. Chile's National Police Agency, the Carabineros, 
for example, illegally intercepted phone and WhatsApp calls and telegram messages of journalists. Some Karabinero officials were prosecuted for planting false evidence on the leaders of the indigenous Mapuche movement. Mexico, Morocco and Thailand were also singled out for torture, murders, disappearances and other abuse by government agencies and security forces. Unlike NSO group that tries to plan its spyware on targets phones, Circles is said to exploit weaknesses in the lack of authentication, the aging signaling system 7, SS7, which handles call setup and routing between telcos worldwide. SS7 is used for the older 2G and 3G GSM mobile networks and allows attackers to interconnect with the network for surveillance, location tracking, and interception of short messaging systems, SMS codes for two-factor authentication. Voice calls can also be intercepted via these attacks, which is in lab said are tricky to block, as is challenging and expensive for telcos to distinguish between malicious and genuine subscriber traffic. Researchers noticed that while newer 4G mobile networks use the diameter protocol with an authentication and access control, the restriction features are optional. Diameter networks also interconnect with the SS7 networks, which introduces security issues. And Citizen Labs pointed to the research and said 5G technology could inherit the same risks of the old systems due to interoperability requirements. Yeah, they can listen in and uh, keep an eye on you, even if they don't hack your phone or anything. Circles has been in trouble for a long time for various bits and pieces. Uh, the whole thing reminds me of. Um, uh, the League of Extraordinary, not League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, I can't think what it is. The British one, but they basically the they give out SIM cards for free, and then track all their users, and then uh, you know just at whatever, whenever they wish, they can just trigger you know mass hysteria oh, yeah. and. Kind of like when they when they want you to install a virus or hack your computer, they just accidentally drop a USB key on the ground, and somebody walks in in the company. Oh, I found this in the car park. Let's plug it in and see who it belongs to. Yeah, there goes the network. <laughs> I can't believe I can't think of that movie. It was a great movie, but anyway, um, yeah, but that's pretty much what it is. It just seems like it's to the average consumer. It just seems like it's a regular. Almost telco, I guess it's not really, but sort of like telco. But to people in the industry, it's like, it's like, um, it's not, not quite bad enough to be like spyware or virus or malware. But it's one of those things that it's like that grey area that you just sort of never go anywhere near to stay away from. Yeah, <laughs> except they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh. All the legacy systems that they have to support, so they're like, eh, stuff security. They're really surprising they're still, <laughs> they're still around, really. Like, the amount of trouble they've got in over the years, it's yeah. quite scary, actually. They've done a lot of interesting things. They've made a lot of interesting choices. <laughs> One way to put it. <laughs> Sorry. Very tactful, Mr. T. <laughs> uh, people don't like it when I'm not tactful. So. <laughs> Apparently I'm too abrupt. We haven't, we haven't had a rant for a while. What's going on? We're too tired. <laughs> it's too exhausting ranting all the time. <laughs> uh, and I'm at the point now where like, uh, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, but, um, uh, yeah. So, 
I'll uh, before I do my usual spiel, I need to thank the people who are currently watching. We've actually I'm just looking at my numbers and we're probably about the highest viewership we've had in a long time. So I know there's not not much Hi, happening. everybody. There's not much happening in the chat room, so feel free to jump in the chat room and you're currently watching. But uh, there's there's a, a fair number of people watching and I haven't seen this many people live for a while, so thanks for joining us guys. Um, we all took time off work coming up to the holidays so they can watch us. That's it. While we're at it, I need to thank uh, public Patreons, uh, Kane, Bouncing, Kane, Kate, Bouncing High Skull, uh, Daniel and Amanda D, David Bird, uh, Chris, um, and we ha we have some PayPal guys as well, Andrew G being the main one. Um, <laughs> yes, Brett, I'm sorry, you're no one again. Um, and uh, we also have a, um, we all have... We wow, words are hard tonight. See, I'm all excited. Wow. There's so many people watching. I'm, I'm I can't contain myself. <laughs> um, we have anonymous donors as well, so they're the ones who just want to be public. Uh, there's other people who are donators uh, and and contributors, and they wish to remain anonymous. So obviously, we they're can't, all all right now. We books. can't name them, but we do thank you. And just to uh, say how much we do appreciate you guys, we will be running a draw for. Um, Four $25 gift cards uh, for four lucky, whether it be Patreon, Patreon. or Kofi or yep. PayPal or donators of some description. And um, that'll be happening. I think we're drawing that on our last show for the year, which I believe is, what is it? 19th or something? Whatever Four it weeks. is. A couple of weeks, sorry. Two weeks anyway. So that's, that'd be the, the, what are we, 20, so the 17th, yeah. So we'll be announcing the winners there. Um, so you have to be watching because you have to contact us, otherwise you ain't going to get your card because we don't yeah. know where you live. <laughs> and if anybody else wants a chance, get onto the Patreons and start donating. Patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Yeah, Patreons. KO-FI.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, yep. I'll say, because Mr. Teal screwed up. Our coffee. Our coffee. And uh, yes, yes. And also PayPal, PayPal you, can, you can do it through that way as well. Um, I don't even say PayPal at all coffee address. Told you, I'm tired. Leave me alone. It's not, it's well, grandpa. <laughs> it's not that it's past my bedtime. It's just my brain got to about 10 minutes into the show and went, huh? What? You're turning into Glenn. <laughs> uh, don't you ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? How very dare you. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it, I quit the show. <laughs> enough. So yeah, so we do it does mean a great deal to us guys. Um, you know, you your five bucks, four bucks, whatever you, you're paying a month, um, more would be great. But your four bucks a month that you guys are paying is, is beneficial. It helps us uh, with hosting, helps us with our streaming software and various other bits and pieces we have to come up with during the year. Makes makes life easier. We're not sponsored, we're not uh, we don't run ads, all that sort of stuff, so it's, they uh, might get an extra gig of RAM for his computer and make it work. More than a bloody gig of RAM. <laughs> and he'll have two gigs. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Nobody should need that much RAM, huh? It'll almost be enough to run Chrome by itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, no, thanks, guys. It, it helps a lot. But, yeah, so you have to be watching in a couple of weeks' time. Um, either watching live or that week during the... the uh, the show on your favourite podcasting platform or on the radio. It's on there as well. And uh, listen for your name and if we call it's it out. Radio.com. That's it. And you can uh, 
win something back for being a supporter. So thanks, guys, for that. Right On... now, we're taking the first caller immediately. <laughs> we should just start that up again. That, that gar- you, um, guaranteed to go did you right. Get any steak knives to go with him? <laughs> you gotta have steak knives. Only in the back. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the Julius Caesar model, are you? <laughs> yeah. That's it. uh, it's too <laughs> Oh dear. Um, biggest anyway. Um, so <laughs> we've all. Uh, you know, we all got fond of eBay, and then Amazon did its thing and became the next eBay. And Kogan's had a fair crack at it as well, mind you. They're not doing half bad. Now, Walmart is getting on the act. What? Walmart Plus. Uh, it's taking a page so from... Like Disney Plus, you get some cool TV shows. Yeah, subscribe every and... month and you get to watch different shows, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, it is a membership program. Uh, it's subscription based and gives you access, gives you access, gives you access. Yes. You get all the access you could possibly need. It gives you access to unique benefits. Uh, you need to be a walmart.com account and set that up. So this is only in the States at the moment, but a lot of people are predicting as with Amazon, as with eBay, etc., they, they will broaden their horizons, uh, such as Costco, which surprisingly doesn't have an online store yet, but you know. Um, so by signing up to Walmart Plus, you get access to read to reduced uh, petrol prices. You can save five off. Well, okay, reduced gas prices. You can save five cents per gallon, which is about a dollar a liter. No, for a gallon's four liters, five liters. So yeah, about a dollar. Like a liter. when you get your Coles receipt and you chop the end off and you <laughs> hold it up and keep it in your wallet just when you go to the shelf. Well, actually, our IGA here, um, our Drakes here, you don't need to do that. You go and get your fuel. And then when you go shopping, you hand them your fuel receipt and they just reduce they that off your off. bill. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. cool. IGA does it here, yeah. <laughs> it's great. But um, so as I was saying, you know, they, they're also going to have um, an app that lets you check out with your phone so you can scan the items on your phone as you put them into your trolley because nobody's going to abuse that system. It'll work perfectly fine. Absolutely nobody in the world buys a whole bag of stuff and then scans out 40 apples and... <laughs> So, yeah, um, you know, they're going to start offering free delivery, all this sort of stuff. So, it's it's a step. It's They're probably now, at this stage, okay, they're not in Australia yet, as I said, they're in America, but they're probably one step ahead of Costco because Costco at the moment isn't doing any of this. So, I would, but the Amazon Prime, obviously, is an online thing. Now, Walmart has their website, but at this stage, it's only their standard products that you'd buy in store you can now order online they don't have just online products or discounts for online stuff so not an amazon thing it's yeah it's not really like amazon at the moment i'd say it's more like costco um but it's a it's a good start and once you get a couple of those players physical locations bouncing off each other like that it doesn't take long before you end up with an online store and a, you know look at dick smith dick smith basically um absorbed into kogan so yep. Dick Smith still exists under the Kogan branding, like everything that they had on, you can get online. So it, it's sort of heading that way, I think. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but Super Cheap Auto is now selling TVs and DVD players and oh, right. coffee machines and all sorts of Are stuff. You serious? Now. Yeah, I noticed it the other day. So <laughs> I don't know these things. You see, every Sunday I get this great big pile of papers in my letterbox. And then they go into the yellow bin. I know we read them. They're fun. 
<laughs> but nice. You remember they said that we were supposed to get little moving into Australia to take on Aldi. Aldi. I think what they actually didn't they actually open a store or two, like one in like Sydney and one in Adelaide or something, and then they closed. That was it. <clears throat> yeah, it was like it's supposed th- to be the next best thing. Take on everybody. Well, it's like Masters. I mean, look what happened to that. You know, <laughs> good one, Woolies. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that is, was that, complete failure. Well, here's the thing: it wasn't though. That that's the thing about it. It didn't meet their profit margins, but. It wasn't losing money. It was profitable. But it was only profitable by like 23% instead of 29%. So right, they cl- they closed it. And it's like, it's a brand new company. It will take a few years before people actually, you know. So anyway. <laughs> got to capture the Bunnings mind share and get the people to go there somehow. But Well, I went to Masters all the time because I had two within about 10 minutes of me. <laughs> you know. Well, I got, I got, I go that way. Bunnings, if I had gone that way, just over the bridge, masters. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's so annoying. I mean, you, yes, you've still got, like, I prefer to go to my local hardware, but the thing is, if I'm only getting I a few things. I think we got one anymore. Yeah, we, we still got a local hardware store here. If I'm getting a few things, it's okay. You know, if I'm buying a couple of bits of timber or some, a couple of litres of paint or a handful of screws, but if I want to buy a big amount of something like if I want to buy 20 litres of paint to paint the walls in the in the rooms it's nearly $100 dearer than going to Bunnings you, you know, know what I'm annoyed about <laughs> they're owned by West Farm is the same as Coles they should be let me use my flybys card there yeah I know right I never understood that right but see that's all the same that'd bite into their profit margin main company but if you I got... said one time I was in Bunnings and I scanned it and nothing happened and I said, man, this is owned by West Farmers, the same as Coles and everyone. They're like, no, it's not. I said, yeah, I think you might want to go look that <laughs> up. Uh, if you, it works if you've got your flybys linked to your card. You can do it that way. My, it is my credit card is my flybys yeah, card. Yeah, we should get flybys on it then because we do. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you've got a, dedic- a separate flybys card, you won't. But if it's linked to your credit card, you you will get yeah, yeah. points. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got. Uh, I've been getting it all this time. Old school coders just joined. How you doing, buddy? And Dan- what's uh, up, Daniel, mate? I shall read your question in a second. I'll get back to you. What's your governor? So, um, so yeah. But anyway, so it's something interesting to look out to. So basically, my point is that if if they start pushing this, and then it's going to give. Kogan, some that's going to give uh, Costco some incentive and stuff, and we might end up with three Amazons, you know. Like it, and then Walmart opens up stores in Australia, and I can finally go get my assault weapons. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's how it's going to work. <laughs> that works in the US. <laughs> Tens of thousands of people who had their New South Wales driver's license details exposed on a misconfigured Amazon web service bucket remain in the dark about the breach after more than three months. In late August, around 54,000 scanned New South Wales driver's licenses were discovered online by Bob Diachenko of Security Discovery while he was investigating another data breach. The more than 108,000 images of the front and back scan licenses were located in an open S3 instance, which also contained completed tolling notice statutory declarations. New South Wales government quickly ruled out as the owner of the AWS 
S3 bucket with a leak instead blamed on an unspecified third party. Cybersecurity New South Wales later confirmed that a commercial entity was responsible, though at the time it had not been provided with the information on the identity of the entity by AWS. AWS is understood to have notified the entity when the S3 bucket was closed after the breach was reported to the Australian Cybersecurity Centre in August. But while inquiries are continuing, it can reveal that Cybersecurity New South Wales is still unaware of the entity's identity or whether the entity's customers have been notified three months on. AWS will not disclose its owner due to contractual obligations with the entity, Cybersecurity New South Wales said. New South Wales government is therefore not aware of the identity of the commercial entity nor New South Wales customers that may have been affected by the breach. Spokesperson added that the Cybersecurity New South Wales are continuing to work with the state and federal agencies to determine the entity's identity and ensure customers are notified. An AWS spokesperson said the company has complied with the request from the Australian government related to this matter as required under the Privacy Act. AWS would not say whether it was aware the entity in question had notified its customers. The Office of the Australian Information Commissioner would only confirm that the parties subject to inquiries are commercial entities. While there is no requirement to notify the data breach is not likely to result in serious harm, any delays in this process can leave customers exposed to scams and other risks. The inability of New South Wales authorities in particular to identify the bucket owner also raised questions around whether the government should be able to step in in the event of a serious data breach. So it's only uh, New South Wales driver's license front and back, which they can obviously use to make fake licenses, fake ID for people, and also open up bank accounts and things. But isn't that how all fake ID works you take a valid ID and you make it a fake ID yeah but if you've got a 308,000 images that you can make it from that are 100% valid that's what I mean that's no different than passport no different than like that's how all fake IDs are made you start with a legitimate ID and you turn it into a fake ID I mean that's just (laughs) now they've given them 54,000 ones that are genuine but it's not going to make any. Sell a lot of that, make a lot of money on the black market well, from that. Is it is Stuff it is it. it relevant though? I mean, if you if you're already making fake IDs, you're already going to have a pool of the IDs you're making. I suppose another fifty four thousand would. Ma- <laughs> is it going to matter? That's my point. Is it going to matter? Like, does it <laughs> does it actually matter? It's not. It's not suddenly going to make somebody who's not making fake IDs go, "Hey, I can make a fake ID now." But, people who already do. <laughs> it's only people who are already doing it, and they're not going to care whether they've got access to them or not because they've already got access to them. So yep. <laughs> it's kind of an irrelevant. I mean, it's, nice it's to not. Know, I'm not saying it's a good thing <laughs> that there's however many X amount of thousands that have been leaked. But <laughs> since they're not going to notify anyone, just wait until you get a letter in your letterbox from the Commonwealth Bank saying thanks for opening a new bank account with a credit card of limit twenty thousand dollars. I already had that experience with ANZ anyway. What? I opened an account. I put $100 in it, I think, to open it. And then immediately as I opened it, they took out the annual account keeping fees of like $65. So I went, well, no, that's that's not cool. You don't do that. So I walked in and took my, because it was still pending, Went to the ATM, took my hundred dollars back out that I just put in, which it let me do because the forty-five dollar trend, the forty-five dollars monthly was still 
a yearly was still pending, so I got my $100 back, walked into the branch, closed my account, and they tried to tell me I owed them $165. I went, hang on, the 100 I put in was mine, the 65 that you're trying to take out was mine. Yeah. I don't owe you anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're trying to take the money that I've put in there plus the money I haven't got, it, uh, that you haven't earned yet, Yeah. just close my account. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't close it for... Eight or ten years? Jeez. And um, they sent me a letter saying you're, you know... You're, you're a very naughty boy. Well, no, because that, that initial $65 or whatever it was bounced because there was no funds in there. And then they tried every day for the next, like, seven years and charged, like, $20 every time it didn't go through. And they finally got a letter saying you owe... Um, yeah, you owe like oh, it was more than that. I think it was like twenty four thousand dollars or something. <laughs> You're like, good luck, mate. I went, um, no. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> they, oh, we'll we'll um, if you don't pay it, we'll send you to the debt collectors. I went, well, if I didn't pay you, the person who thinks I actually owe them the money. What chance do you think you have of getting your money from somebody who I don't owe anything to at all? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. They put me through the debt collectors and then they chased me for like three years and then they yeah. wrote it off as a bad debt and I never heard from them again. <laughs> so. Um, what have we got here? Why is that not closing? That's interesting. Oh, there we go. That was weird. <laughs> lag because your mouse button doesn't work I think it is I think it's this mouse button's getting sticky eh? it's really weird one. it does copper work out I'm surprised the space bar's still working actually on my keyboard <laughs> so I'm just gonna put this here and then I'm gonna discuss this after this so um you people who aren't watching this live um too bad but um, you might want to check the oh, video out that, on YouTube. Yes, I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> what's the problem? Look, you're you're blue when you're supposed to be white, uh -huh. and then you're red when you're supposed to be blue. What's going on? I don't think that's true. I, I was blue when I was supposed to be blue, and if I need to be red, then I'm red like this. It's not a problem. Okay, I don't that, see. No, that is a problem because you were completely wrong. Listen, I don't uh -huh. care what you're doing over there. Maybe you're drinking some tree sap. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let's just try it again. I'm three. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. One. Two. Oh, stop again. Stop. Uh, you started early again. Dude, uh, I gotta be honest. I I don't even know how to count. What do you mean you don't know how to count? I, I'm not good with numbers. I'm a tree. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I'm Wait. a tree, too. Can can you count? Well, yeah. Listen, you I've can't never, count, can you? I've never tried you to can. count. This was a bad idea from the beginning, using numbers. We, we gotta use our own method on this one. Let's just try it one more time, okay? All right, All right fine. On. <laughs> so there is more to that you can check out on uh, on YouTube. There's, there's several of those. So you, for prior, um, there's been, you know, lights and various things. Light they nearly and, played it. The Winter Wonderland by... Uh, what's their name? Um, well, there's, there's, there's like all sorts. I have to talk over this one, otherwise we got a copyright strike. But like, 
with the, the ad- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. With the advent of LEDs and Arduinos and um, and microprocessors and Wi-Fi controllable stuff and low voltage stuff and this whole Christmas decorating thing is really, really, um, it's really <laughs> changed the face of the way that you do something now. Yeah. Um, you know, like in the old days, it was you, you chuck a couple of bits of tinsel up and put a couple of lights up, and there, there's your your Christmas decks. But these days, it's almost like if you can't, you know, if you can't completely make your entire house into one giant <laughs> light show. I blame you. the Griswold, <laughs> bloody Chevy Chase in that movie. Yeah, I think inspired well, too many people. Well, they did in uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas too. Remember, they even one at one point even had the the gun that fired the light bulbs out so they could they could do their house. I tell you what, if that dude with his bodies on his roof has got neighbours across the road, they're going to be pissed. So, but yeah, it's just amazing how far this sort of stuff's coming. It's great. Like, don't get me wrong, I love it, absolutely love it. And if I had time to do it, I'd, I'd absolutely do it. Like, I think it's fantastic. Um. But it's just so different when you go to a, even around here in a small country town. You, I remember when I was, you know, first come up here what twenty odd years ago. Um, you'd drive around and you'd see maybe one house in a street had a handful of lights up, and then ten years ago you had certain streets that were known for just having huge displays. And now out here in the country, you go past a lot of houses and a lot of them have, not quite to this extent, but a lot of them have laser um, laser reindeer running around and, you know, stuff projecting up onto the garage door. And so... Yeah, even I've got a little laser one that I have shining on the garage door. Well, I've got one that does a... Uh, I, think it, I think it's reindeer taking off and then it goes... X amount of days until Christmas, and then it goes to another thing. Like it scrolls oh, through. Nice. Yeah, it's like five bucks at the warehouse. Yep. You know, but I got, it's worthwhile. Yeah, I've got to put mine up this weekend. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, we, this is the first year I'm going to worry about it. Bub's old enough now where he actually wants to help and wants to do it. So it's going to be the first time we're actually going to do That's it. That's right. You go up on the roof. <laughs> yeah, string him along the guttering neck. No, step That's back. It. Oh, he's falling off again. <clears throat> so. But medical insurance, don't worry about it. Oh, they bounce when they're that age. It's cool. <laughs> um, and I need to, um, just with, uh, uh, who we got, Dan and um, Brett in the chat, I will chat with you guys after the show. You've entered a <laughs> obscure realm uh, with uh, batteries. It's a very, very hot topic at the moment. So I will chat to you guys later about that. Um, you, you're not wrong, but I just want to, clarify a couple of things so yep. um just so you guys know i am sort of paying attention to the chat rooms <laughs> but yeah so what i'm saying is now it is officially december you can start putting your christmas decorations up without fear of people shooting you so good luck with that <laughs> did i go on with one now no, i suppose so kfc australia has revealed plans to fit its stores and assets in them like cool rooms cookers and bins with Internet of Things, IoT sensors, as part of an ongoing effort to become more data-driven. Group Information Services Manager Dean Jones told Snowflake's Data Cloud Summit 2020 that the IoT project would start down the track building on a three-year effort 
aimed at improving KFC's use of data. Joan said KFC planned to fit temperature sensors to stores, cool rooms, and cookers. It'll also deploy garbage bin sensors and other devices to capture data in its store network. Now, data scientists are really keen to get their hands on all its information. It's also going to be able to be used for ad hoc analysis, operational reporting, and integration back in of trigger alerts to our stores and to our restaurant general managers to let them know that your garbage bin hasn't been emptied for the last four hours or things like that. There's a lot of opportunities there from having a lot more data coming down the line. KFC, which is owned by Yum Brands, has around 683 restaurants in Australia, comprising 50 that are directly owned and the remainder which are franchised. Can you hear that? Has, yeah. The company has 34,000 staff Australia-wide, a mix of those directly employed and those employed through the franchisees, and serves over 2 million customers a week. Jones said the IoT data would be pooled in a cloud-based data warehouse from Snowflake that the company stood up and uses as its data lake. Just trying to someone's just trying to land an airplane on the roof. Sorry about that. It's fine. <laughs> Good luck with that. Better than hailstones, right? Um, I just love the fact they've called it Snowflake. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my, I, there's a point where IoT is just there for the sake of doing IoT. Like, think too much micromanagement? I mean, everything is already monitored. All the temperatures and all the, the ovens and the cookers and the time that stuff's cooked for, it's already monitored. Can't go into one of these places without hearing <laughs> beep, 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 no. beep, beep. And I, I mean, I. <laughs> IoT is a very strange concept. It's very hard to explain to somebody who isn't tech savvy how, what IoT is and what it's for. You should get um, Steve Kuchin back on again. Partly because I think a lot of the people who use IoT don't understand what it's for or what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, They also don't understand <coughs> the security as... Um, Who's that guy who's on Steve on uh, Leo Laporte show? Wasn't it? Not Wozniak. Um, the other one. Starts with a G. I can't um, remember. Anyway, he says the uh, S in IoT stands for security. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's um, what is his name now? It's bugging me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he it, it's. It's a lot like that. Gibson, that's it. Thanks, Brett. Um, hey. <laughs> I remember because then hackers they get the they get the, he hacks the Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was rolling through my brain going, "What's that line in Hackers?" It's um, got Pendulette from Penn and Teller. <laughs> it does. He's the he's the dude in the security room. It's like, uh, you know what? Rabbit after the Trojan, and then the, you know I'd watched it a dozen times before I realized actually, actually he was in it. Yeah. yeah, it took me ages before I figured out it was him. <laughs> um, Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Um, but yeah, and I think, <laughs> ironically, that actually ties in with IoT quite well, some of the stuff they were doing. But there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of, I think, devices... like you, They're calling everything IoT, and I think this is where it's getting confusing, because you look at your Wi-Fi light bulbs... They're IoT. So they're not. <laughs> they're they're Wi-Fi light bulbs. You know, <laughs> then there are things that are supposed to be for um, things that didn't have a category. Like Wi-Fi light bulbs fall under the category of home automation. 
you know, and, but because they they always have. There's there was those for. I mean, I remember back in mid nineties doing home automation. It was clunky. It was all done awkwardly. Um, yeah, speaking of Wi-Fi light bulbs, um, <laughs> you're gonna break it now. It's gonna get stuck on like puce or something. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and. And, you know, it was all done mechanically and whatever, and nothing's changed. So now with the uh, Wi-Fi PowerPoints and light bulbs and fans and fridges and all that, that's not really IoT. That's that's like home automation on steroids. IoT is more like... Um, pub, well, yeah, sort of. But like, uh, for example, bus stops. I know now that they're using... or so They have billboards, obviously, with displays on them. But they have a webcam hooked up to that, and they have um, pressure sensors on the seat, so they can tell how many people sit at a bus stop as opposed to how many people visit a bus stop. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, where it doesn't really it doesn't really fall into a category of existing technology. You know, and that's what the IoT stuff's supposed to be. So, I think using IoT for something like in KFC's in KFC's case, that's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> Where there Everything's are, hard to say for you tonight, son. Pretty Don't much, get yeah. like that. Um, where they're basically just implementing something for the sake of implementing it. I think that's when you start really running into issues, not only complicating simple things, but you start running into workflow issues. Because if suddenly, you know, you're allowing, let's say you're allowed, I don't know what the timing are, let's say it takes six minutes to cook chips, right? If that IoT device isn't set at that exact time for when those go in, or if something happens and it crashes, or it doesn't trigger correctly when you put the next one, you, you you've taken, you know, what was just a straightforward timer that went in and did its thing and beeped after six minutes. It's now this complicated thing that's measuring the temperature and it's measuring, you know, the the how many times it's been done and it's measuring all this other stuff. But if that sensor fails, well you know what's what's your fallback and why do you need why is that so important like why do you need to know that you know you've now back is your fitbit watch with a stopwatch yeah that's it you've now got workflow workflow issues where something that was simple and you just hit the timer button as you drop the chips in done now you've got to make sure because you can't be 100 percent certain so every time you put that set of chips in you've now got to make sure that that sensor is doing what it's supposed to be doing so it's no longer a two-second job. That two-second job for you is now a ten-second job, and interferes with Why the other things. Why is it things. taking longer to do the chips? Yeah, you know, they're they're taking the same amount of time to cook, but you're you getting less done. You're getting less done at both ends of that because you're trying to make sure everything else in between is working. Why is it so, always got to be so complicated? You know, and so I like the the keep it simple, stupid. The old kiss kiss method. There's yeah. a reason that that's such a common. Get one of those wind up big timers. <laughs> one of those hoppy ones that it hops around when it goes off, yeah. <laughs> and falls into the fryer. <laughs> it's like I the happy meal. What, I, ha- I had some chicken one time, and it felt like somebody had dropped one of the spatula, rubber spatula things into the hot oil, and it cooked in with the chicken. Ugh. Oh, it was disgusting. Mm. Nothing it like just good tasted old... like burned plastic or rubber through all the chicken. Nothing like good old fashioned oven uh, pressure cooked in oil 
KFC chicken. It's just yeah. Just remind me of that mm. kid on The Simpsons. Oh, I've dropped it in the hot oil. Ow! Wait, I'll get it. Ow! Wait, I'll get it. Oh, I'm gonna get killed. Yeah, it's funny. I, well, you say that, but actually, one of the guys I used to help out occasionally in a takeaway, he actually did that. He oh, was what? um, he was gonna drain the oil, so you gotta heat it up before you drain it, and he's put his hand on the on the top um, to help him get down because you got to get underneath to put the bucket underneath to drain it. He's an older guy, you know, nice enough guy. He was getting old, so his knees are getting a bit sore. So he's put his hand on top of the fryer to help lower himself down. And as he's done that, his arm slipped and it's gone straight into the into deep the fryer oil. and it's gone right up to his elbow. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, it was in it was only, you know, in and out in a couple of seconds, but he, he, got, like second, burns, he got like second degree burns all up his arm and... <laughs> to the ambulance that one yeah that, that, that actually, that's the thing that happens and apparently I've spoken to a couple other people and they said yeah it actually happens more than you think so it was like chicken <laughs> oh dear people the other other way <laughs> that's it. get in my belly oh, baby back baby back <laughs> baby back baby back baby back Rams. oh dear alrighty um apple because we all want an apple for Christmas. Apple wants you to prepare you for a lonely, miserable Christmas. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> In the cage match of Santa versus F- F- Fuji? Falky? No. The latter has some... Hey? Fauci. Fauci? Fuji? <laughs> Stupid Italians. <laughs> or French. Stupid non-English. <laughs> Have I insulted enough people yet? <laughs> the latter has some persuasive moves. America's foremost etymologist predicts a surge upon surge of the coronavirus as we approach Christmas. What can Santa say to counter that? Some Somehow, ho, ho, ho doesn't necessarily cut it. It seems indeed that Apple's already flipped, um, flipped to their side. Its new holiday ad offers no families, no hugging, no certainty, no mistletoe-inspired mischief. Instead, here in North Philadelphia's based rapper Tira Wack, finding the spirit of Christmas decidedly muted. Yes, of course, she has her AirPods to help her wade through the streets alone. Still, she doesn't feel good about and doesn't want to lie about it. No, she's not wearing a mask, which might not upset, which might upset, uh, might upset some people. On the other hand. Um, wax scarf gets so long that it begins to cover her mouth and nose. Why? Because it's art. She then she gets home to a lonely apartment. She doesn't want to be judged. She just raps. She just wants to be herself. Being yourself isn't so easy right now. Many people are being encouraged to think of others before they're overwhelming themselves in the spirit that hasn't quite been embraced by musicians such as Cardi B and Rita... Rita Ora? Hmm... Wack, though, is herself and her music, and that may not be enough. She is a large traditional home pod. She tells traditional Siri to turn it way up. This, for reasons of artistic symbolism, causes the home pod to explode and leave behind a home pod mini. What could this mean? That a traditional home pod was never really that. That Siri is a secret self destruct button. That Apple's holiday is, na- is nakedly commercialistic. But wait. The mini, in your, the mini is your path to a new, smaller you, a smaller you that's more positive and festive, 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 wow, that's not a word, 
That's not a word. Fest, f- more festive would be a word. Festiva yep. is not a word. <laughs> Festivia. <laughs> Soon, this mini you will have maxi you dancing around your apartment, comforted by the knowledge that the smaller self is better self. I don't want to be judged. I just want to be me. <laughs> Continue as our protagonist. You've got to be the one that people look up to. It seems that Apple thinks you're locked up. That you'll all be locked up, and it's up to you to stay home this Christmas, just to your little self and your HomePod Mini. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, Apple's on the ball this year. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a strange ad. But don't worry, kids. Doctor Fauci said that Sander is immune to the virus, so he can still visit at Christmas time. Yeah, because living by yourself in the North Pole, you're gonna have one hell of an immune system, aren't you? <laughs> well, there's all them elves. <laughs> Maybe they're immune too. Uh, it's elf magic. Elf yep. magic, elf magic. Wasn't it the queen who used to always say we are not immune? <laughs> Only this year. Put on tish. Federal law enforcement agencies are set to receive sweeping online account takeover powers under the new legislation designed to cripple serious criminal activity in the dark web. We need an echo going when I say that. (laughs) The dark web. The new laws will also give the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission the ability to disrupt criminal activity and collect intelligence. Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton introduced the surveillance legislation amendment identifying disrupt bill in 2020 in parliament this morning after months of speculation it follows 90 million dollars in funding in the government cyber enhanced situational awareness and response caesar package to strengthen the afp cyber crime investigative capabilities sounds cool as technology has changed so too has the tradecraft of criminals he said multiple layers of technologies that conceal the identities ip addresses jurisdiction location activities of criminals are increasingly hampering investigations into serious crimes and of course it's all about won't somebody please think of the children stop the drugs and terrorism dutton says the new laws will give the afp and akic new power three new powers to shine a light into the darkest recesses of the online world and hold those hiding their children it's got no idea, does it? Oh, it's got an yeah. idea. It's just the wrong idea. <laughs> what even is a computer? How to turn it on and off? <laughs> he noticed existing computer access warrants available to the agencies were not designed to address the new threats perpetrated by the increased use of anonymizing technologies. They're going to take on Tor. There was a recent study that just said that a very, very, very tiny, small percentage of people on the tour network want to do naughty things, and the rest of it's just people who don't want to get tracked. That's, I mean, that's a, a true of almost every VPNs, nefarious service. Encryption. Yeah. Um, I don't want everyone to track me around. Is that too much to ask? You know, torrents, same thing. It's, this show brought you know. to you by Brave. Go get it now. I run Brave on my phone now all the time, no problem. I've got, I'm, I'm in the process. Of, actually, one thing I need to find is a decent... Because um, i got, obviously, Gmail for the bulk of my stuff, but I've got a um, IMAP email as well. Yep. And I was using... I've tried, like, three different IMAP um, ones, and they're just horrible. Yeah, 
so you have a mail server that's IMAP? Yeah. So. I use um, nine or Outlook, nine and Outlook for um, Android. I'll nine to, is really good. I have to try that one because I've tried three or four and they're all just garbage. But the, I, uh, the reason I say that is because yeah, I'm gonna get that up and running first, and then I am going to actually um, start using Brave. I'm gonna probably yeah, slowly. Mine's on mine's on C panels, just normal C panel. Yeah, that's all mine is. Yeah. Host, yeah. Just use nine to connect to it. Oh, okay, I'll do that. But yeah, I I use Brave. Um, I use it if I'm looking up something non-mainstream uh, or mainstream, but I don't want mainstream answers. Because if you use, oh, well, often I'll use DuckDuckGo in Chrome, but I find that even that um, the caching screws with the results a bit. Even if you use. See, because if yeah, you I can't use, find anything with <coughs> I tried it for like three months, and the number of times that I had to keep on going to Google it was just like, I might as well. No, I don't really Google. have a problem with it generally. But I, what I've found, if even if you use the private browser in Chrome, I think it's still. If you've had existing, how do I say this? So if you've used your browser already and you've been to a website, whether it's DuckDuckGo or whatever, and then you open a private window, it doesn't create any more cookies or caching or stuff, but if you've been there prior, it will use your existing ones that you've already been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so They can track you by screen resolution and operating system version and browser version. Yeah. All of those are still sent. So. Yeah. But I mean, like, if you're looking for a result and you've got one set of results one way, then you go to a private browser and you look up the same... You look up that search, you're going to get the same set of results again. You're not going to get a different yeah, set yeah. of results. But if you use a browser that you haven't tarnished with a previous thing Is it? Yeah. you get a different set of results so I, I do i use brave primarily for if i'm doing research or if i'm doing um stuff that traditionally facebook and google don't like uh i tend to use brave but probably not as much like as i should sharing a zip file with minecraft jar files oh. and that bans you from using facebook yeah, that was ridiculous that was so, tried to do it to me too, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, you're sharing a zip file. Quick, let's ban you forever. Yeah. Dumbasses. Anyway. Um. So yeah. But I have a um, much more poignant story. Um. So. We all know that the monoliths have been playing funny buggers and people have been... Hey, there was another story up above that that looked interesting. You all know that uh, the monoliths have been people playing funny buggers, setting them up, pulling them down, taking photos, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that Germany is also having issues. Apparently somebody stole their penis. What's it, German sausage? Mine. <laughs> uh, all the hubbub over the monoliths of Utah, Romania, and California. Um, sorry, if all the hubbub over the monoliths of Utah, Romania, and California aren't scratching your mysteriously large phallic object itch, perhaps the mysterious German wooden penis that you will. 
The six-foot statue, which first appeared without warning a few years ago on the very tip of, uh, of Gruden Mountain, has mysteriously vanished, according to a local paper. Uh, yet, despite police invest- involvement in investigating the disappearance, they're puzzled over what it actually constitu- whether it actually constitutes a crime. Given the statue's owner and builder is unknown, there's technically no victim. We don't know whether like it's a, a criminal. <laughs> yeah, we don't know whether it's a criminal offence or not. Police spokesman, police, police spokesman Holger Stabik <laughs> told uh, every possible clue is being investigated, but so far there are none. Um, <laughs> you're investigating everything, but there's nothing to investigate. Who are you, you going to investigate <laughs> for? You don't know who's taken it or where it's going or when or why, how. According to a Mashable, all that's currently standing on the statue's prominent peak is a stump, sawdust, and lingering mystery. Nevertheless, given the statue's fame, it's even been designated a cultural monument by Google Maps. The investigation will continue until the 200-kilogram wooden penis is located. <laughs> so you those can keep... Mono, those monoliths, I think they're like Reddit or 4chan is trolling the world for fun. Oh, Somebody someone on, is. Yeah. Deep, deep, in, deep in the 4chan somewhere, there's a hidden channel where people are like, you want to see something funny? Let's put together this dude's <clears> like, oh, yeah, I got some metalworking skills. I'll post one to Romania, one to California, and then I'll whack mine up, leave yeah. it there for a week, and take it away in the night. Then you guys have a go. Well, the one at um, was it the one at uh, which one was it? One of them was getting taken down, and there's somebody took photo. Um, the the Utah one. There's actually photos of people taking it taking it apart. Ah, yeah. Um. So, but I think, well, there's, there's probably two or three of them and yeah, they're keeping one up and t- taking one down and moving one and like they're constantly in rotation. But I mean, it's a fair... Is anybody d- tracking these <laughs> on a world map? Um, um, Put a th- dot where they're be. moving. See what they come up with. Get, once it's <laughs> finished moving all those bases around, you join all the dots together and it's going to be dick butt for sure. <laughs> and if it's not, it should be. Should be. If you guys have seriously not got dick butt in these around the world, I mean, Australia shaped kind of look anyway. <laughs> it's, it's already halfway there. Uh, do you, you got any more stories? I hope not. I can't. <laughs> can't not after that. No, that's. Penises and dick butt, and that's the limit. <laughs> Giant phallus. Uh, thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Ed Show broadcast weekly. Please tune in again. Or not. I mean, it's entirely up to you. <laughs> we can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Now also at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Sign up for $4 a month, $10 a month, or for several other tiers. See the site for details. And coffee.com, ko I. Ha! See? <laughs> ao-fi.com slash Aussie Tech Eds. Make a one-off donation of any size and don't forget you go into the draw to win one of the gift vouchers. Email us, Glenn, Will, Warlock at aussietecheds.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Eds on aussietechradio.com. 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows added each Friday. And it's good night from me. <laughs> and it's good night from him. Good night. <laughs> See ya.